welcome again to A Pastor and His People. I'm Pastor Dave Keene here uh, with Caroline McMahon. Caroline, how are you doing today? Doing wonderful. Wonderful. Well, uh, those of you who've been listening to our podcast, really what this goal is, is to help uh, learn a little bit more about our members and how we can help be more faithful uh, to the Lord Jesus Christ. So, uh, Carolyn, just just off the bat, uh, just tell us about yourself, where you're from, tell us about your family, um, all, the, all the background stuff. Okay. Well, um, I'm originally from Salisbury, North Carolina. Um, that's where I grew up and went to high school and everything. Um I um, was a member of First Baptist Church growing up there and um, went to Gardner-Webb after graduating high school. And my senior year, met Joel, who I've been married to for almost 13 years. And we have three children, Emery, who's 10, Caden, who is 8, and Emery, um, Ivy, who is 1. Little Ivy. Yeah. yeah. That's her. Yeah. Uh, well, uh, so you kind of grew up in the church. Mm-hmm. Um, when did you, would you say that the Lord uh, called you to himself that you became a Christian? So um, when I was nine years old, um, the gospel was presented um, at church, and I met with a pastor and um, was saved and baptized shortly after. Um, I'll say it wasn't until later on in life, um, after I graduated high school, I um, was in college, and I served my summers at the Lifeway Ridgecrest Conference Center. Oh, is that right? Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. So, um, it's a beautiful place. It is. Yeah. No one really knows about this. Um, if anyone listens... Uh, there's been, my family went there a couple little uh, maybe a year and a half ago. Mm-hmm. It was like fifty dollars a night for pastors. Oh man, we had the best time. Yeah. Climbed all the way to the top of the mountain. Yes. It was great. Yeah, wow. yeah. So um, we get to live there. So I um, lived there for two summers um, during college and was just surrounded um, by other believers. And we got to go to all the conferences and everything all summer long. So it was a wonderful experience. Um, met some really wonderful people, but. Um, that was the first time ever that um, somebody, one of my friends that I met there, it kind of took me to the side and was like, Caroline, how is your relationship with Christ? And, um, you know, uh, from the outside looking in, you know, everything looked fine. But um, uh, his question kind of took me by surprise. And I was like, well, you know, it's not where it needs to be. Um, just, you know, just being honest and, um, and, it was an eye-opening experience that, you know, I thought everything was looking great yeah. and, but he could kind of see that something was different. Um, so it, um, that was kind of a turning point to where, um, I needed, I realized I needed to correct my course and, and really live, live for Jesus. Amen. Mm-hmm. Um, well, it, I, it's curious when I've kind of known you and Joel, mm-hmm. right. Uh, you have always kind of really hungered for truth, mm-hmm. right. You always kind of like, we really want to be a church uh, here that loves the truth and sound in, a, in our doctrine. How did that kind of love for truth and maybe mm-hmm. speaking against falsehood kind of, where did that, I mean, you know, did it start? I know you were doing that in the summer and they kind of like get by your own life walk with walking with the Lord. Right. When did that kind of develop in terms of your family life that we really want to be a family that lives by the truth? Right. Well, I think, um, you know, just like I was saying, being there during the summer, I was just like one step away from, you know, just walking away from the faith basically. Um, until, until somebody pulled me in and and took time with me to kind of disciple me and, and, um, uh, the Lord really used that in my life. So, um, yeah, so the gospel is very, (laughs) it's very dear to me. I hold it really close. And so when, um, you know, there are a lot of pastors out there who twist it and distort it and, um, who, you know, um, leave out sin or repentance. And it bothers me because, um, 
those people are believing a false gospel and they think that they're okay. Just like I thought that I was okay. Hmm. And, um, you know, um, they're, you know, on the, the pathway to hell. And that's, that's not what I want for my family. Um, and, and not just my immediate family, but you know, my friends and, and everybody around me. So, um, yeah, we just really, um, wanted to make that a, um, um, a number one priority in our lives, especially when we were looking for churches. It took us a long yeah. time. We went I, to I, so many Yeah, churches. I remember uh, when, when you guys came here, like you came on like an, you think an Easter Sunday, mm-hmm. and I didn't get to you before you guys left. You mm-hmm. kind of went out to the side door, and I'm like, it's always struggling as a pastor. Like, I didn't get to the visitor. I'm like, they're never going to come yeah. back. But you guys came back. I want to just give it one more, one more shot. Mm-hmm. And you guys came back and just kind of clicked. Yes. You know? yeah. um, how long did, were you guys looking for a church? Oh, man, before that, it had been, we probably visited um, 15 to to 20 churches. We were living in Gastonia at the point before moving to Rock Hill um, in 2013 and went to so many different churches. We were actually members of two churches in Gastonia, Um, and uh, one was kind of like a growing megachurch there, and then um, we were part of a smaller um, congregation, which actually they're really big now, but... um, uh, so we, we left those two churches and, and we're, Joel was kind of going through some, figuring out some theology and kind of teaching me about those things. And we're trying to find a church that really, um, uh, does expository preaching. It doesn't just preach about topical things yeah. and take a verse here and a verse here, but really just walks through the scripture and, um, um, and teaches us what it means. <laughs> so. uh, well, well, you, you, of course, Joel served here as a deacon, so you kind of have kind of inside scoop on, on how the life of the church runs. Mm-hmm. You also teach Sunday school? Yes. Uh, week, week in and week out? How yes. do you enjoy teaching Sunday school? I love that. That has been such a blessing in my life, really. Um, what age? Uh, the preschool kids. Yeah, so the four and five-year-olds. Um, uh, so I have... Um, four in there now, actually five. Now that we're um, amazing grace, we have one of their children in our class now, which has been wonderful. Um, but, uh, yeah, it's so much fun to, to teach them. And, uh, a couple of years ago, you spent some time uh, discipling um, one of our college students, mm-hmm. right? So mm-hmm. you, uh, by nature, are a little bit more introverted, yes. right? So harder maybe to kind of go out there and, and meet folks. And yeah. you kind of connected with Sarah, and mm-hmm. you guys went through the Word together and um, kind of helped watch her grow a little bit. As someone who is helping disciple someone, now watching her, you know, serving uh, overseas as a missionary, what, what does that do for your walk Man, with the Lord? That's so encouraging. So encouraging. Um, to see that, I mean, I just love, uh, love Sarah and I loved our time together and, um, walking through skip scripture, but also talking about life and the things that she's going through as a college student and what I went through and what I could help her with and, and things like that. Um, and, um, yeah, I'm just excited to have her back in a few weeks. You really get close with somebody who yeah. you, you talk about scripture with. Yeah. Well, one of the things that, uh, one of the reasons why I've started this, this podcast, well, one, it's obviously we can get to know each other better in the life of the church. And, uh, the more we know about each other, the more we can have kind of more pointed prayers uh, for each other. Um, the other thing is, is when I listen to most podcasts, most podcasts are kind of, kind of geared at leaders, right? Especially in the Christian world, leaders talking to leaders and how you can minister in different, in different areas. Um, and I think that sometimes there is missing is, 
um, you know, faithful Christians who may not be called to vocational ministry, just living in the, in the workplace, mm-hmm. how do they live out the Christian faith, right? So, uh, you know, what is, what is your job? So I am, and it's called an IDD care coordinator, um, and it's the Colonel Innovations Healthcare in Charlotte. So basically what that is, is um, it's very similar to social work, um, but um, we serve special populations, so um, folks with intellectual and developmental disabilities. So you have kind of thrived in that, you've been in that field for a couple of years now. Um, 12, 12 years. 12 years, 12 yeah. years right? Mm-hmm. And you've thrived in there, and you yeah. kind of have had promotions and moved different different mm-hmm. companies. Um, late, recently, you just kind of transitioned to kind of working from home, yes. you know, spend more time with the kiddos. Mm-hmm. Um, how is it um, for you balancing life as a Christian mm-hmm. uh, wife and mother, and one also who is a Christian woman working in the, in the workplace? Yeah, so um, I found that it can be um, – challenging both both ways because I've had it both ways. So I've been, you know, working outside of the home all day and then coming home and, and having, you know, home life afterwards. Um, but also now I'm, I'm at home all day. So um, there can be distractions and, um, and things both ways. But uh, just making myself a priority in the morning before the kids get up, before Joel gets up, um, time in the word, which I took you up on your suggestion to do that. Yeah. And I thought I could never do that. I could never give up my sleep in the morning. Yeah. Um, but, um, I've been doing that and it is so worth it to, yeah. to start your day with that. Um, so, um, doing that first and foremost and, and starting your day off in the word, um, Praying with the kids before they go to school. It's funny. Um, sometimes we're doing things and I forget. And the kids will come back and say, Mom, it's prayer time. We need to have prayer time before we go to school. So um, so doing that. And um, church, going to church. Being an active member. Not just coming on Sundays and leaving. Yeah. Um, you know, uh, participating in, you know, they see us in the nursery and teaching Sunday school and VBS and yeah. And Joel being a deacon and different things to lead the music. Yeah. Um, so so that is very important. And then our family Bible time at night before they go to bed. Um, they're older now and are able to really ask really great questions. Um, it's amazing the things that oh, they yeah. ask. And like, wow. Um, um, but that has been a really sweet time to, to go through. Um, scripture with the kids. And, Can I just say that like, it was yeah. really encouraging to me um, hearing Emery's testimony. Yeah. Of course, it was I was beautiful to see. I mean, you just told your own testimony, heard the gospel at nine, talked to a pastor, was baptized, right? Yeah. Emery heard the gospel, you know, mm-hmm. at 10 and, and being yeah. baptized. Uh, I loved her, uh, first of all, just very theologically sound testimony. That's yeah. a sweet girl. <laughs> but I love how she said, um, I knew that I needed to repent and believe uh, when I heard the word on Sunday night. Yes. But I wanted to wait to family Bible time yeah. to tell, to tell my family. I just yeah. thought that was a sweet thing that yes. she wanted to be able to share that, that that family Bible time is such a precious thing for the family. It really is. It's something that we look forward to. Um, and it's not only strengthened the kids, but it's helped me too. Um, so, and I, and I know it's helped Joel as well because he's leading it and, and going through it and breaking it down for the kids so that they really understand. So um, it's, just been a really great time. So yeah, when we think about um, being a, a woman in the workplace, right? Um, 
what are some of just the, the challenges? And maybe I know you kind of said that we, we want we want to cultivate your own affections for the Lord. Mm-hmm. You know, each day, and right. you know, making sure that you're in the Word, you're out, your family's in the Word, and you're you're obviously connected to the church. Mm-hmm. What are some some challenges uh, that you feel like you know women who are in the workforce? What are some things that they wrestle with that you know someone who like myself who's not I'm in the workforce as a pastor, of course, mm-hmm. uh, but as a man, just different than, you know, how the, the stresses of being a woman and having the, the balance of family and, you know, what are some of the, the, the tugs that you yeah. feel? Yeah, it's really tough. <laughs> um, that's why I feel really blessed to be at home right now. But um, just that mom guilt is really tough. Um, you know, the fact that um, you're not the one who's maybe picking them up from school or, um uh, you know, when they're really like Abby, you know, right now is with my parents. They, you know, I'm so grateful that they're close and yeah. I'm able to drop them off. But um, before that, when we were living in Gastonia. They were in a facility daycare and I, it was so hard for me to drop them off every day um, and go to work because I felt like that was my job yeah. um, to be the one doing that. So, um, so yeah, it's really tough that, that mom guilt kicks in, but you have to remember that you know, God is sovereign. He has placed you where, you know, you need to be, um, you know, in your job, whether that be at home or in the community somewhere. So that's helped. That's wonderful. Yeah. Um, well, you've been part of the, uh, park for a while now. Um, what are some areas that you see the Lord moving in our church that has really encouraged your heart? There's so many things. Um, you know, when we first came here, we've been here for almost six years now. Um, and, just looking at the congregation is completely different. Um, and it just continues to grow. Um, so that has been a huge encouragement. I know a a big answer prayer, but, um, uh, the children's ministry, um, maybe because my kids are in there too. Um, that has been a really big thing. Cause when we came, it was like you guys, the Schellenbergers, and that was maybe it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There were some older kids. Yeah. Um, but um, yeah, yeah. So that's been really encouraging. Um, just other strong families in the Lord who can be friends with my kids and help um, them in their walk as well. Yeah. Amen. I love how Caden, he always runs to me most in the Sunday, Sunday, Sunday so service and he wants me to, to flip him and yes. throw him up in the air. Um, you know, one, one day he's going to not want to do that. It's going to make, make me really sad. Yeah. Um, well, uh, obviously we, we always want to be a church. Um, you know, the reformed church is always reforming, right? So we want to be a church that's always trying to grow. And uh, I've always kind of prayed for our church that Lord send us people uh, to help remove the wrinkles and blemishes of our congregation, right? Because we want to be a pure reflection of Christ. So when you look at our, at our church, where would you want, hey, where are some areas that you think our church can grow in? You know, any particular areas come to mind? Um, maybe our women's ministry. I mean, um, I think it's it's gotten a lot better here recently. Um, and at the same time, I know that it's really tough because we've all got families back at sure. home and, um, and, and different things. But yeah. Um, I mean, that's personally where I would like to, to grow more is in my friendships with, with folks in the church. Um, because like we said, I'm very introverted. Yeah. Um, and it usually takes somebody else coming to me before, um, uh, you know, I'm able to get out of my shell a little yeah. bit. Um, but, you know, the, the um, Bible studies that we've had have been really wonderful. There was, there was like 40 
women there um, in January. Yeah. Um, maybe more. I don't know. But um, maybe some more opportunities for growth in that area. Amen. Well, how can we uh, um, be praying for you, uh, for what people who are listening to this and want to be praying for um, your, you and your family? What any specific ways would we pray for you? Yeah, I mean, um, just as parents, um, that we continue to, um, you know, uh, raise our children in the Lord um, for our jobs, um, that we would um, uh, be strong witnesses for the gospel, um, you know, Joel and his work, um, especially be praying for him. Um, he has to travel a lot. Um, he was in Boston a few weeks ago and he's in Virginia today. So, um, uh, just be praying for him and his job that, um, he is content. Um, and, and the same for me as well. Amen. Yeah. Let's pray. Uh, Heavenly Father, I thank you so much, uh, for Joel and Caroline and just the, their, their ministry and life of this church. Uh, Father, we pray that you would just help them uh, be faithful in how they raise their kids, God. They would raise their children in the fear and admonition of the Lord, that they would continue to point them to Christ, Father. Uh, we thank you so much for the recent baptism of Emory, and we pray, God, that the seeds would just be continue to be planted in Caden and in Little Ivy, God, that you would just draw them to yourself. Father, we pray for both um, both of them as they have, uh, are in the workforce, God. We pray as they interact with their uh, co-workers, God, and, and their clients, that they would just reflect the grace of Christ, God that they would uh, do good work and they would do it unto the Lord and that people would see their good work and give glory to you. We pray you protect Joel as he travels and you continue to uh, help Caroline adjust to this uh, new uh, found uh, freedom and challenge of uh, being at home um, more often. So God, we thank you so much for how you are sovereign and how you have uh, ordained uh, things in our lives that you ordained the McMahons to become part of Park Baptist Church. We pray, God, that you would continue to make them fruitful and faithful members here. Uh, Lord, we love you. And we pray all this in Jesus' name. Amen.